This is Cummings' culture, everybody. That's right. Cummings' culture is back again today. And today we have an interview with a young man who was there. He was there today, or not today. He was there January 6th. He was a vendor. He did not participate in the riot slash protest, as you want to call it. Uh, he says that he was there to support his president, and he was there to, um, of course, sell things to make a little extra money. But today, we are actually about to let you listen to that interview uh, with Alex. His name is Alex, and um, this is Alex's story. But first off, we have to tell you that Cummings' culture in no way condones or upholds what happened on January 6th. This is just an interview with a person with a opposing view. Uh, this is his opinions and, and, and things of that nature. So, um, But we feel here at Cummings' Culture that free speech um, is necessary and it is here and it is right to hear both sides of the story. So I'm going to shut up now and let you hear. Alex. Mr. Alex here. Alex was at the D.C. protests forward slash what some of the media are calling a riot. Now, Alex, you were there. You were a vendor, correct? Yes, I was I was down there to uh, to make some money, but also support support in the uh, in the march in the rally. Now, what what when what what um, really what what made you really wanted to go like what 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 really why did you really want to go well i, I honestly i i want to support president trump um i've seen how everything he's been attacked right and left like ever since he started people forget that everybody used to love trump before he ran for president everybody yeah um but I've seen how he's got a completely unfair shake, how they treated him with the Russia gate, with the, you know, Ukraine, all this, you know, how they treated Brett Kavanaugh. Um, and it's unfair. And I think I, me being there with a lot of other people, I met people from all over the country there. People drove from Montana, people drove from Florida. It was really encouraging to see that, but we're all there for the same purpose and to support our president and um, to support our constitution. Now, when you first arrived, what when when exactly did you arrive in DC? I arrived the night before. Uh, I originally had an Airbnb set up, but some plans fell through. With it. They didn't go through with that, so I ended up sleeping in my truck outside of a parking garage. And I waited until they opened up. The second they opened up, I drove in, parked, and then got my day started. Now that the morning of the rally, the what was it called stop the steal is that what they were titling? i think i mean there was a bunch of different uh a bunch of different phrases but yeah stop the steal was basically the main the main idea now when you when 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 you got there that morning uh when you first got out of your truck or whatever um were there tons of people was it sort of slow or was it a slow go about having the you know crowd showing up or was it just I was about packed? 20 minutes. I was about 20 minute, a 20, 25 minute walk away from where everybody was meeting. Uh, so the funny thing is, though, is the second I got out of my truck, there was three other people that were parking in the same garage that were there for the same thing. So we walked down together and then you could tell like there was just more and more crowds going to the same direction. And we're on our phones, like look and try to figure out where to go. And, and then we just figured out, well, let's just follow the crowd. And then we get down there to uh, just outside. I think it was the Washington Monument, um, that big open, the big open field around there. Dude, there's at least a million people there when I showed up, and they kept pouring in. So I, I don't know what the are, but uh, in my high school and college years, I used to work a lot of concerts and and things like that, and I have a good idea of how many people show up. The biggest concert I've ever seen was in Hershey, and there was about thirty-five thousand people there. I remember looking at the size of this thinking this is a hundred times bigger. I mean, it, it, I, it was a sea of people as far as the eye can see. So that was, that was pretty cool. Now that morning when you first started making your walk towards the ellipse, um, were there talks of a riot? Were there talks of trying to no. take the Capitol? Was, no. It was no. nothing like that. 
there was there was no talk. Everybody was just there to support the president and uh, to stop the steal. Nobody had talked about riots. Nobody had talked about anything. The only thing that we talked about was marching down to the Capitol and standing outside and protesting and letting the people inside hear our voices. Now, when you was there, um, and once you arrived at the Ellipse, um, did you see any Antifa, Black Lives Matter insignia letting you know that those people were present? There, the second I started walking from my truck, I, I seen Black Lives Matter and all cops are bastards all over the place. It was spray painted like all over the place. So it was kind of hard to tell if anybody was there you know, specifically in response to us being there. But I do remember seeing uh, a few protesters, a few groups of protesters holding up Black Lives Matter, you know, and Trump is a dictator, that kind of thing. So there was there was a few people there. Now, once you, 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 you know, when you got there and, you know, you've you seen a couple of those protesters, did you see any agitators on the president's side? Did you see anybody that was, you just knew that, okay, this might not, in the way we want it to or i had no idea that we were gonna you know that people were going to go into the capitol that wasn't my plan and with the hundreds of thousands of people that marched to the capitol it wasn't their plan either we were just going to uh let them hear our voices to the surround the capitol and let the people inside know that we support our president so there was no talk of any kind of riots or smashing anything or even going inside, there was none of that. We, when we stood outside the Capitol, we were outside for a good three or four hours with 100,000 plus people. So I don't know if it was quite as big as a crowd when we first started, but it was pretty big. And well, it's all we did was stand there and, and um, you know, hold our flags and, and sing the national anthem. And there was no talk of any riots. Um, now, one of the things I wanna ask you um, there were talks that there was stage two by fours and pipes and stuff of things of that matter. Um, did you see any I, of that? I saw pipes. Yeah, there's, it was, I didn't see how they got dropped off, but there was a, a couple of big containers of pipes. Mm -hmm. I've seen, uh, Trump supporters taking these pipes and handing them to the police. Now, I remember seeing a couple videos on online, uh, that showed that as well, but you obviously can't find them anymore. They were taken down. But yes, I saw, that was the only thing that I saw was uh, uh, a big pile of pipes. I don't know if they were put there for, for that reason, but it was obvious that whoever was dealing with that with the police had the understanding that we need to get these things out of here because it's not going to end good if, if people get riled up. So they, they handed them over to the police. That's the only thing that, that I remember seeing. Okay, just so we've got clarification here and everybody knows, you didn't participate in any... No, uh, I, I didn't. Part I didn't go into the Capitol. I didn't participate in any breaking, smashing, hitting people. I, I was there to to make money and to support our president. I didn't go inside. Now, when you when you were there at the actual event before anything happened, before you marched down to the Capitol, what was the feeling like? Was there a big sense of like? rage or was it just a sense of unity how would you explain it was the most patriotic feeling you can get when you when you have a million plus people singing the national anthem and you're standing there and you look out in the crowd and you see where they're all for the collective reason of supporting our president and defending the constitution it was the craziest feeling it was awesome it, it brought me back to like my football days when i used to get the chills you know when they sung the national anthem before before each game it was it was pretty incredible now, when the media talks about this, they talk about, you know, the QAnon shaman, the, the dude that had the horns on. <laughs> he was head. crazy. Uh, I've seen you... him on The Simpsons. Did you see that? Did you see any of the how yeah. Simpsons has been predicting things? Now, did you see him running around that day? That, yeah. He was nuts because it was cold. I, and I don't know how he was able to <laughs> run around with just barely any clothes on. But, yeah, I saw him. No, now the uh, Proud Boys, did you see their presence at the? I seen, I, I don't know if they were Proud Boys, but I seen people um, that they, I don't know. It seemed like they didn't really match the rest of that, what everybody else was doing. They seemed to get geared up. They had vests on and helmets and stuff like that. And I, 
I don't know. That's that's the only thing that I saw. And there was a couple of them. No. The funny thing is, though, I have to throw this out there because this is absolutely crazy. The more I think about it, the more it starts to make sense. But when I was we all couldn't go to the bathroom. There was no outhouses anywhere. I mean, there was literally like on the walk from from where we went to the Capitol, there was maybe two or three outhouses for a million people. So we were all spread out trying to find a place to go to the bathroom. I'm coming back from Union Station over to the Capitol and I, and I see something a little suspicious. Uh, three big passenger vans, all white, completely tinted out with a heavy police escort. Two cops in front and two cops out back. They parked, dropped these people off. I didn't really pay any attention to it um, until after the fact, but I, something was weird about that. And I'm not, I still haven't made up my mind exactly what that was. But shortly after that happened, mm-hmm. within a half an hour after that happened, is when people stormed, uh, stormed the Capitol and tear gas and all that stuff started happening. Now, you, you saw those people. Were those people dressed in uh antifa gear were they dressed in trump gear what what, what did they Both. look like they, they looked like if antifa married a trump person that's exactly what they look like <laughs> so i think they were um trying to blend in either way but yeah. yes well another thing when, when you when trump got up there to speak was there people leaving before the, his speech was over was there any movement whatsoever to start going ahead and, and making that march to the Capitol or how, how did that work? You know, I, I honestly can't tell you because there was just so many people. It was hard to tell if people left before or after, but when Trump spoke, everybody was still, you couldn't hear a peep in the, in, in the crowd. Everybody had respect for the man. Everybody shut up and paid attention to him. I stopped selling and stopped what i was doing to pay attention to him along with all the other vendors it it was peaceful it was respect and it was patriotic there was no nothing in the air like let's go let's go smash things like no now the one of the things that's being talked about is that these were a bunch of white nationalists these were white supremacists these were how how many people of color did you see there and was there a major presence of people of not color. only did i see people of color but there was large groups of of um asians people from italy people from uh germany there was a bunch of people there that didn't speak english there was representation every single color hispanics for trump blacks for trump i mean it, dude everything you could think of there were they were there in the masses and uh just about every video that I've seen of them and their presence there has been taken down because <laughs> I, I mean, for obvious reasons, but now when you talk about being taken down now, uh, of course you have a TikTok page where you were, where we were put in contact with each other, but, um, now have you seen anything on your end? Have you seen followers drop? Have you seen any of the things that some people are talking about? A hundred percent. So at not only did my followers, um, they, my followers didn't drop, but my videos now are not downloadable, even though it says when I go to my settings that they're able to be downloaded. So they're not able to download it and they're definitely throttling. Um, um, the algorithm is definitely throttling uh, the video, my videos, not getting them out because I mean, I had a video that started to go like a little viral in one day it got like 150,000 views right mm-hmm. all my other ones that were getting more than that got ripped off got taken down banned for um either you know what pick pick a color hate speech bullying whatever they get taken down for whatever reason so i have a hundred percent notice throttling I've 100% noticed a lot of people that I did follow aren't on anymore and they've made new accounts because their other accounts have been banned uh, same thing with uh, with YouTube, and I I went to Facebook jail for three days, like it, just because of a post. You know, it, it's it's sickening, man. I I see it, and this has been happening before, long before January sixth. It's been happening ever since Trump has been in office, and every year you start to see more progression uh, of how much how you see more progression on the uh, the amount of censorship. And it's, it's getting so bad now. I mean, we, like what? They asked us, if you don't like it, you know, Twitter or TikTok or whatever, make your own app. So what? They did. And now they're trying to ban that too. I've heard Parler. I, I've been trying to follow a Parler and stuff. And, and 
I've been heard that they're trying to take that down as well. They took it down. It's crazy. Uh, Amazon. Crazy. Communism is here. Communism is here. It's been here. And it's it makes me sick. And it's like, I almost feel helpless. You know, like, what what are we supposed to do? Amazon, Amazon did, um, because Amazon was the, I don't know what you call it. They were using Amazon servers or something like Serve, that. Right, right. Yep. And Amazon pulled the plug on Parler. Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. Amazon, now, Amazon, who tripled tripled their value during the pandemic, by the way, tripled it, which is unheard of for a company that big. Walmart did too. I mean, yes. that, that was one of the things that got me during the pandemic is how all of these companies, all these little stores were so were told, oh, you're non-essential. You can't sell clothes, but you can let Walmart sell clothes, you know? So yeah. That, that was one of the things that got me during this pandemic of, you know, we killed our own businesses. We killed our own small businesses because it wasn't safe for us to, uh, as a small business to open, but it was for mm -hmm. Walmart to open and flood the store with four or 500 people, which is right. essentially is a super spreader event in their eyes. Exactly. Exactly. But back to what we were talking about now, now the day that you're there, after Trump speaks, what happens after Trump speaks? Like, what is the moment he goes off the stage? What happens? The moment he goes off the stage, people start moseying. They start moving slowly. They're they're gathering. They're regrouping. They you know, get food and drink and stay warm. Uh, find bathrooms, which is that was terrible. Everybody there, I felt so bad because I mean I had to go so bad, and and I kept seeing there was a line of six hundred people for one outhouse <laughs> so yeah so um we, we started to move and march down the street and uh um the entire way down people were singing the national anthem people had their megaphones shouting statistics and talking about biden and talking about trump there was there was there was no hostility in the air there was a lot of patriotism and um yeah now when you got to the capitol what happened the moment you got to the Capitol? Uh, the moment I got to the Capitol, people started um, gathering in groups and setting up and slowly getting closer and closer, kind of like a concert general admission, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, after 10 minutes, it's one thing, but then after an hour, there's so many more people packed in there. And the entire grounds around uh, the Capitol were filled with people. Like, you, you couldn't even see grass. Um, so there there was a quite, I would, I would expect, at least 90% of the people that saw Trump speak marched down the street and surrounded the Capitol. But there was nothing, like, at that time, for a couple hours, there was nothing but singing the national anthem, hanging out, trying to stay warm, trying to find bathrooms. When did you first hear that the Capitol had been breached? Uh, I had been, so I took a break to go to uh union station because i needed to go to the bathroom and on my way back i started hearing rumors of somebody got shot uh, tear gas people broke in so i went around to the back of the capitol and um started taking pictures and and talking to people there and, and at that time you could see that they had already been going in and out of the capitol and there was i i saw people um go in and out from the capitol but i didn't see anything on the inside because i stayed outside the entire time but at that time, when I came back, uh, this is probably like an hour before dark, maybe two hours before dark, is when uh, when I noticed that people had gone inside the Capitol. I heard it had been breached. I heard somebody got shot. Um, yeah. So I, I went back, I hung out. I kind of I kind of just hung out with everybody else that was singing songs and and you know just chilling, hanging out. And this stuff started happening. And then the cops started to get everybody out from the inside and mm -hmm. they started to push push us away on the outside but thousands of us that were just standing there doing nothing got tear gassed so you got tear gassed 100 percent. oh yeah me along with uh i don't know if you call it tear gas but uh it, it sucked it made everything burn i like breathing was difficult my eyes and nose everybody's snot just coming out like so cs gas tear gas i don't know what it's called but we got gas was there any police pre like when you first got back to the capitol had had the fbi arrived swat teams anything like that because that was a pretty good you know time 
slot from the time you go to Union Station to the time you get back, you yeah. know, it would seem like if the Capitol had been breached that, you know, SWAT or FBI, CIA, right. somebody would I be can on tell the you, scene. I can tell you that uh, there was a lot of Capitol Police, and I can tell you that I saw what looked to be like special forces to me. Honestly, these guys look like they are com- they came straight out of Call of Duty, dressed complete black. They had they had AR um, or M4s. You know, they had their their guns and everything. And I've seen about six of them, and two of them in Union Station, a couple of them around the Capitol, and there there was definitely a military presence for sure. Uh, uh, to to what extent I don't know, but when you see guys walking around dressed in all black with M4s, that's a military presence. Yeah. Now, were those guys rude? Were they nice? Um, they didn't. They seemed indifferent. They didn't. They weren't like talking to anybody. They were just kind of like hanging out, you know, crowded around some of the Capitol police. So there was some sort some sort of coordinated effort um, on their part for sure. Now the Antifa, there, there, there is talks, you know, and accusations, and some facial recognition companies have said that they identified Antifa as the ones being, you know, the first line that was breaking in. I believe that. I, I, I would totally believe that because from from what I saw, and I saw that they recognized at least two of the guys from Antifa. Um, that makes sense to me because. The one thing that I did see earlier before I left to go to Union Station mm-hmm. was they were starting to pound on the doors and stuff and really start to pound. And I saw a bunch of Trump supporters drag them down from the doors to stop smashing them. So they were smashing. They, they were smashing. Were they using the pipes that were found? They were using pipes, bats, sticks, uh, anything that they had, hammers, um, and I saw this from a distance. There was about a hundred people really close to them and about a dozen guys trying to pull them off, pull them off and just get them out of the crowd. And you can hear people screaming, this is not what we're about. It's not what we want to do. You know, that, that was, that was a, a, a general uh, feeling that I got at a bunch of different uh, moments throughout the day. How were they so dressed? I- the ones that were, basically like like trump supporters with vests and helmets on so they had vests and helmets on yes so they were there to do damage Uh, i mean you don't get prepared like that unless you're trying to crack some skulls right yeah i mean so they were like military style helmets or they're all they're all playing really good dress up yep (laughs) now did they have face coverings on did any of them wear face coverings yeah, a lot of people did, not, and and not just because of the mask, because it was cold. It was really cold. Um, now, was there anyone like that that looked like Antifa? Like, like I mean, just straight up black clothes, straight out, you know, bike helmet, goggles, you know, the whole nine yards of Antifa. Was there uh, any of that up front? Could you see? I mean, I, like it's. I'm telling you, it was very the the people that I saw. Um, really looked like if Antifa was a Trump supporter. So they would have flags, they would have a hat, but they would also have helmets and and vests and and other and weapons and stuff like that. But they looked they looked kind of like they were trying to blend in. Now I, I talked to someone else who was there, and he's doing his own deal about doing his own interview, and he had said that you know they knew that. Um, Black Lives Matter and Antifa was there. Mm. And he said that you could just tell that certain people did not blend in. Is did that not belong? The, yep. yep. Is uh-huh. that the yep. is that the thing you is that the feeling you got while you were there too? Yes, sir. hundred percent. Now, when the Capitol was breached and everything was going down and you were leaving, now I've seen your video. A lot of people haven't. Um when you were being whisked away and everyone was being whisked away mm-hmm. from the Capitol. They were using the right shields and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but everyone seemed to be pretty orderly about just walking away. Was yeah. that the case? Uh, yeah. For the most part, there was a few people that, that didn't, you know, that didn't back up when they wanted to. So the, the cops had to, you know, push them down and get them out of the way. But I, I, the people that I was around and what I saw again, 
99.9% of everybody was was compliant and they just wanted to protest. They just they just wanted their voices to be heard. And these I mean, there's another video I posted of me uh, walking with the cops. I I was holding the camera and I said, "How long do you think I can hold this?" as they're pushing back behind me. And uh, I turned around and offered to hold one of the guys' hands. I was trying to be a funny a funny video, but that one got pulled. That one got like I don't know. That one got probably like 30, 35,000 views within a couple hours. And that one got pulled. <laughs> now the police were, they were, they, there was talks that some of the police officers were taking pictures and, you know, uh, talking to some of the people. Did you see that? I can't say that I saw the cops taking pictures. I mean, everybody was taking pictures and video. Everybody, you know, you know how it is. You get your phone hand. Everybody's got their phones up. So yeah. Yeah. Because that but was we one did, of the- we did have there was a huge connection issue with everybody. I I couldn't even get on, um, like the the internet in that big group. And I know that you know that might just be because of, you know how the data works and stuff. But I've been in big groups like that before. And never really had any issues. <laughs> so, well, there were some people that were claiming that they were jamming the cell signals to the. I, I totally believe that. Yeah, I totally believe that. And then we all got an alert on our phone that said we had a curfew at six o'clock from Mayor Bowser. Did you see that video I posted too? Yeah, yeah. She, um, when she imposed that curfew, how mad were people? Furious. People were let down and felt betrayed. And uh, some people didn't care. Some people were like, well, it's cold. You know, it's been a long day. Let's just go home anyways. But um, a lot of people were like, of course she made a curfew. Of course she did, because they're going to try any way that they can to get us to go away. They don't want us to, to voice our, our opinions. And I think that's the reason why um, they they took the outhouses away, too. I mean, they, I, they took away hundreds of outhouses within the area, so that way we would have to spread out and find bathrooms and stuff. They were very strategic with, with what they did. Now, did you see any heavy Secret Service, FBI, besides the Special Forces guys? Did you see anybody like that? I didn't see anybody that I would have thought was Secret Service or FBI, no. Um, another issue. That evening, when you're heading back, do you go to your truck? Do you go get something to eat? What do you do? I went straight to my truck, and the entire way back, I was scared for my life. I swear to you, I was freaking out because there's there is this 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 atmosphere after all that happened at the Capitol. You could hear random people screaming up on the street that obviously don't like Trump, and they're screaming really threatening things to a lot of us as we were going back to our cars. So uh, there was definitely people that were organized uh, to protest us as well, and there was a lot of just random people that saw us wearing a MAGA hat that would scream obscenities at us. So having to walk back to my car that far with all that going on was was pretty intimidating. Now, when you made it back, what was the first thing went through your mind? Honestly, it was just frustration because I started going through my videos and trying to post them and stuff. And I, I started noticing things were getting pulled. And some of the other people that I followed that I met there, their stuff was getting pulled. And uh, I, was, I was just really frustrated and, I, I, you know, let down. They've been doing this. They've been doing this to us for years and about everything, about everything. Now, when you, how long did you stay in Washington after the, the riot protests, whatever, you know, anybody wants to call it? Uh, maybe, a, maybe a couple hours. I was out of there probably by like 10 PM, give or take. Did you have any trouble leaving Washington? Mm, just other than my GPS not working, trying to figure out how to get out. Uh, not really, but yeah, my GPS was all sorts of haywire that day. I couldn't, I couldn't get anywhere. So it was lucky that I saw people walking to, to the, uh, to the rally or else I don't know if I would have found it. Now, when you left, you had no problem. There was no roadblocks, nothing. No, I didn't see any, not where I was going at least. Because, you know, you would think if you just had this massive attack on the Capitol that you would be, you know, looking for these people and having roadblocks and, you know, yep. wanting to. So why, why uh, don't you think they did? Why don't you think they didn't, you know, why, why wouldn't they have roadblocks? Why, why do you think they didn't? 
put those up because because it it wasn't that bad like give me a freaking break there's how many billions of dollars in damage in the name of, of black lives matter all year so so what antique like you know jumped in and smashed a few windows it's really like like come on give me a break when you go through google and you look at all the the images from the blm riots it's nothing but small businesses being burnt down cops being burnt down you know, old people getting beat up for no reason. You know, it, it's a lot. Like, give me a break. Give me a break. Now, I don't use Google. I use DuckDuckGo. Me too. But, I switched. I, I switched. I switched over to that. Yeah. Yeah, because Google, they, you know, one of the things about DuckDuckGo, if you, when once you download DuckDuckGo and you try it, it shows you all these things that are trying to track you across the internet and it right. kind of makes you squirm a little bit like yeah my god are they really that involved in my life yep oh yeah well i've been trying to pay attention to uh to mark zuckerberg and jack dorsey you know when they're they're being questioned you know i don't i don't know if they're what were they in the courts i i forget they were the last uh, month that they were being grilled by a couple of a uh, couple of people like in the house yeah when they testified before congress that there was absolutely no they had absolutely no censorship but right. um now since you've got home since you left the rally the riot whatever anybody wants to call it what happened that day on the 6th in dc since you've got home have you been contacted by anybody besides media i actually it's funny you ask i have about six random messages from people that i used to be friends with or went to high school with uh on facebook messenger telling me thank you for what i did for being there so it's just funny i that, that's really that's really it i mean yeah so are you proud and different do you wish the you know the smashing of the windows didn't happen or well you know what i'm i'm proud and it, even if windows didn't get smashed they would have found a way to make us look racist and and homophobic and all that stuff they would have it's what they've been doing they're good at it so it, it give me a break like if that if the, nothing got smashed and we still stood there we would still be evil racist bigots and homophobes when Ashley Babbitt was shot, how long was it before you found out about her being shot? Probably about a half an hour. Did that you... just shocked me. I didn't believe it. I, I was like, no, that didn't happen. Because, I, I, you know, with that many people, you play the telephone game so many times and, and stories get exaggerated. Yeah. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. Did you see them take her body out on an ambulance? Did you see any ambulance come in or? Uh, the only ambulance I saw was earlier in the day, uh, when everybody gathered around, um, the, the first place, uh, by the monument. So you never seen them take her out? No. How do you think they got her body out of the Capitol? I don't know. I mean, uh, the problem is, is there's a couple of entrances and I mean, it's such a big building, you know, yeah. I, I, I mostly was around back where a lot of people were around front. But um, I, I stayed around back the majority of the time. Now, I've seen your video of the people um, singing the national anthem. Um, I've heard stories of people that were saying that, you know, of course, these stories come from CNN and MSNBC who claim that, oh, there are a bunch of radical uh, extremists, white nationalists, Klan members. And then the people who were actually there I get the conversation about it was the most patriotic thing that I've ever been a part of. That's the yes, common, sir. that's the common thing that I get from people who are actually there. I didn't attend. I had the opportunity to attend, but I just didn't. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that, that I have a question about is the officer who lost his life. Now, did you hear anything that day about an officer being assaulted? Was that ever a discussion no. between anybody no. there? Nope. The only thing I heard about was uh, the, the woman that got shot. That was it. So there was no talk of an officer getting smashed with a fire extinguisher? Or... Nope. But Ashley Babbitt getting shot was, you know, spread around pretty quickly. 
Very, yeah, I would say. Yep. Now, I see your shirt there in the background. Is there? Uh, yeah, for all 2020. And I also see that Clinton shirt back there. <laughs> I did. Yeah, here, check it out. That's the one I think I was telling you about. <laughs> so i take it that you're not a uh you're, you're not in, in no sense a a democrat no sir i am a free-thinking conservative that does my own research now are, are you into the QAnon conspiracy i i know a little bit about it but no okay because the reason i want to ask you about that is because that gets a lot of attention uh mm -hmm. from the mainstream media saying that this these were a bunch of QAnon extremists. And me personally, I think the whole QAnon conspiracy is stupid. I think it's by some person that's out there that just created this whole narrative to get everybody, you know, a little more fired up. And then it probably started as a joke, but now it's blown into this whole thing with Vincent Fusco, who they believe that is John F. Kennedy Jr. And oh yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Did yeah. you see him there, by the way? I saw videos of people taking pictures with him i didn't see him there but i saw the videos afterwards yeah when trump was speaking was security really beefed up or was it dude i couldn't tell because i was like 400 yards away and there was nothing but shoulders and heads in front of me so i i couldn't really see much other than him coming out on stage now were you on the actual ellipse or were you on the street over where they blocked it off where you all I couldn't I, be together? I, I was I think I was on the ellipse. I mean I was it was like right in front of the monument, the Washington Monument. Yeah. There's a little ledge there and then a big field. Mm -hmm. That's where I was. Did you um when when you were at the ellipse, did you see, you know, the Washington Monument, first of all, is massive. And a lot of people don't understand that. But when you went to the Capitol and you saw people keep going forward, th this is something I want to ask because I don't feel like this question has been asked to anybody that was there on, on an interview or anything. Did you see police officers waving people on to, for them to you know go forward and proceed? Because there's videos out there that claim that that's true, and I've seen officers do it in the video. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So you yep, did I see saw him. It. I saw it. I saw it firsthand. This was out in front of the Capitol. This is when I was on my way to U Union Station to use the bathroom, and I saw a big crowd of people push and cops going like this, telling them to come forward. Yep. Oh, and then I saw I saw a couple of videos of it after after the fact too. I was like, oh, I was there. I saw that. So I'm not quite sure what that was about, but I know what I saw. What's something you want people to know that they don't know about this? hard to see like my mindset is it's it's hard to even think about that because of how censored we get you know it, it's tough um i do want people to know that this was the most patriotic thing i've ever been a part of in no way shape or form was anybody that that was there uh trying to cause a riot or hurt people everybody that i was around did nothing but stand there and take pictures sing the national anthem and you know express their concern um it was awesome it was it was a really cool feeling it was a really cool feeling to be a part of that with so many other people do you feel do you do you live in a little more fear now that that you may get you know because of the media how they are portraying this um do you have a little bit of fear about them potentially coming after you down the road because you attended or you're not worried about that no i'm not worried about it they they can bring it on i, I didn't do anything <laughs> wrong and um i didn't do anything wrong i didn't participate in anything that that was like a riot i didn't yeah you know. what's when when you say you're censored has your social media uh besides the TikTok that we've already discussed whether it be your facebook page your twitter page what have you um what has anything else been censored has, has your twitter been taken down or uh i actually don't use twitter <laughs> I oh, you don't? yeah i'm I'm kind of like old school i'm still kind of figuring out the social media stuff but um tiktok and facebook is basically the the main censorship that that happened to me and uh instagram too my my instagram one 
I'm having errors and and I can't even log into my account anymore. So, um, yeah, the TikTok and Facebook, they totally censored me and, and put me in Facebook jail and took my posts down. And Facebook has taken at least three dozen of my posts down after I post them since it just this year. I mean, everything from videos of Biden looking like a hypocrite or, you know, whatever. Most egregious thing they did to me was when I posted a six second video clip of Joe Biden botching the national anthem. He just, you know, he, he was sounding like an idiot. I posted that. They had a fact check that popped up. Then they took it down and said it contains nudity. They said that that six second video clip with Biden contained nudity. And uh, then I got put in Facebook jail for 24 hours. So I'm, I know very well if I posted something of Donald Trump looking like an idiot, which there's a lot of material that, that makes him look really stupid sometimes, uh, they wouldn't care. I could post that wherever I want. Not a single thing. They wouldn't, they wouldn't take it down at all. Now, there's talks. Uh, there's this pastor in, I, I don't remember, I think it's Arkansas or Tennessee or something like that. But the video was by a guy named Wade McKinney. He's claiming, which I think is baseless, but he, he's claiming that martial law is coming and Trump's going to declare martial law and they're all going to start going down one after another. And he claims that he bases this on military intel. Do you believe that that's going to happen in your own personal view because mine i don't believe it is i think january 20th biden's going to be inaugurated and it'd just be it because it seemed you know i just watched trump today at two o'clock and that's the way he seemed but what's that in your view do you think that's just a bunch of stuff that needs to be stopped or you know my my mind tells me that you're right that that biden will be inaugurated and he'll be our president for four years but my heart and my soul like i need i need trump we need trump in office um and I've heard the whispers about martial law too. Did you see the video of the gentleman that was, uh, oh man, what is his name? He's an Air Force general. Uh, and he was talking McInerney to- or something like that. Maybe, yeah. But he served under a couple of presidents and he was saying that there was a, a special team on the ground that recovered Nancy Pelosi's laptop. And that's why they're freaking out trying to get him impeached now. So well, I don't know. I don't, I've heard the whispers of martial law. Yeah. Honestly, personally, I think it might be good for the country for for everything to be shut down, including social media and and everything, so people would understand they they the people that matter around them are the ones that that matter. Like not you know it help us spend more time with our family and friends. I, I wouldn't mind it at all. I'm very old school. I like to be outside. I like to hunt and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I I man, I, I know what you mean the the claims might be baseless and it's just one of those things like we've been hoping every step of the way we hope you know okay election night it's going to be fixed okay next week and then and then it was december and then it was january 6th and then now he's saying something about january 20th and it's hard to you know i almost want to give up but at the same time i'm like man we're we're so close so close if biden's inaugurated and nothing happens does donald trump become a fraud in your mind no no i don't i don't know how what why what are people how are people saying that he's a fraud well i'm just i'm, I'm just asking because all these people that are that have bought into the q anon stuff and um bought into so much of this and this is all they do is just research 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 and they keep saying wwg1 wga or something like that yeah where we where we go one we go all yeah and uh when when those, those kind of people what would you say to them if Biden's inaugurated January 20th and nothing happens? Like, you know, there, there's going to be some that, that say Trump's a fraud and he lied to us all. And, or they're going to try to keep the conspiracy going that Trump is a shadow president. What would you say yeah. to those people? I don't even know. I mean, I would say probably the same thing that I'm going to say to anybody. And that's during this season, we, we got to get back to church. We got to get back to our families and we got to focus. You know, we, my mom said something and she's a really sweet, sweet lady. And she said that, uh, you know, the Bible doesn't tell us to put our faith in, in a man on this earth. Like the Bible calls us put faith in God. And I think during a lot of this, everything that's going on, I can admit to myself that I think I put too much faith in the process and Trump and getting things overturned. 
uh, that it set me up for disappointment. I step back and take a look at it from a spiritual perspective. What does God actually want? What, how is he working? Uh, it helps. It helps a lot. And I, I'll tell anybody that, you know, this is going to be a hard season. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough, but we'll get through it. God's in control. What do you feel about Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, they, them, those people that keep saying, we've got proof, we got proof, we got proof, and then they never will show it? Well, yeah, that's that's bothering me a little bit. Yeah, I think I think Rudy Giuliani is a boss. I like him. I've liked him ever since he was a mayor. Uh, everybody liked him. Everybody yeah. before before he was involved with Trump uh, like this. Um, Lynn Wood seems to be saying things a little more extreme yeah. <laughs> than the other two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, where's the evidence? Why can't we see it? What What's going on? Do they not have enough? Is there a certain legal process that they have to take to reveal that evidence. But I, I still believe that there is. I still believe that there's information um, that's, that's uh, damning to Hunter Biden and, and Pelosi and everybody else, all the other scumbags. I think, <laughs> man, yeah. Well, I, you know, I get that old thing of, you know, uh, th that old saying of I'm not racist, I hate everybody equally. I use right. it. I use it for political means, and I say I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. I hate them all equally. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, when it comes to career politicians, they've got to go. They. They. Yeah. They're. They're so. They're. They're harming our country. They're not doing anything. Yeah. Whether yep. they got a D and R beside a D or an R beside their name, they've got to go if they've been there for 20 years. Yep. And the qualifications now for for people you know in office are basically what color are they? What, what do they believe in this they're not you know these qualifications aren't i don't know and a lot of these justices are so old you're right they're so old yeah so old yeah it's like mitch mitch actually was born in sheffield alabama that was the same place i was born mm -hmm. and uh mitch is actually in kentucky it's the same thing same thing with elijah cummings that just died he was from selma alabama and then he was a congressman from uh maryland i believe so i mean it's it, it's one of those deals where some of these people get in power and we have to start wondering you know what are they doing to hold on to that power how are they selling us out to hold on to that power because yeah. i i think the true power is not trump the true power uh, of course is god but when it comes to political stance the true power is the truth and what we've got to do going forward whether you're a Democrat or Republican, we've got to end these special interests and lobbyists mm -hmm. because they've mm -hmm. destroyed our country. Amen to that. Yeah. So yeah, everybody's got their hands in each other's pockets. Yeah. Well, that's, that's sick. It's sickening. Yeah. I, I believe now, I believe that Trump's going to go out of office January 20th. I don't believe there'll be any, you know, martial law or anything like that. I just believe that that's a bunch of conspiracy. And yeah. then you got people like Lynn Wood. I liked Lynn Wood when he was representing Nicholas Sandman. Like, that was the first time I'd ever heard of him. You know, I heard him talk a few times. And I was like, oh, that guy's pretty smart. Was and that then, the Covington kid? The Covington yeah. Catholic kid? Yeah. Yeah, that was his lawyer was Lynn Wood. Did and, he get paid for that? For, like, defamation or anything? Did he win yeah. money? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. He got paid. Good, 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 good. Uh, uh, CNN and two or three other places, uh, they, they settled it out of court. They wouldn't talk about how much they give him, but he got paid. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, he should have. Those kids were doing nothing, and, you know, they were being yeah. – yeah. But um, do you see the country getting worse or better do you, as people move it's gonna, It's going to get better before it gets worse. Everybody knows that. It's just it's going to get better before – or going to get worse before it gets better definitely going to get worse before it gets better but i would encourage everybody to just do their own research and understand that these algorithms are controlling us like it's they found out that the best way to get us hooked on our phones is outrage so they're always putting things in front of us to get us upset and to get us hooked to spend more time people need to know that and i think a lot of people are starting to wake up to it yeah one of the things I've always said is we need to stop pointing the finger at each other and stop pointing the finger at the people up top. 
because as long as we point the finger at each other, nobody is, nothing ever is going to get accomplished. Yeah. They're just going to keep doing their agenda to their backdoor deals. And, you know, it's not that I'm a Democrat or a Republican, which anybody knows I voted for Donald Trump. I could not stand Joe Biden. I thought Joe Biden was a terrible candidate. And I'm being honest here. I've said this once. I'll say it a thousand more times. Tulsi Gabbard, if she was running against Trump and she beat him in this election, she would have beat him. Yeah, she would have beat him with my vote because she was, I mean, I thought she was just a a good candidate. But, um, you know, it's one of those things. If Excuse me. Oh, go ahead. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. If Trump leaves office 2020, uh, January 20th, like expected, what will you say to these people who are the QAnon supporters? You know, what what would you say to them? Would you tell them it's time to, you know, to, wrap it, past, up. to wrap it up, pray yeah. for Biden that he doesn't fail because yeah. if Biden fails, we fail. Yeah. Or would you tell them to keep the fight going? What would you tell them? I don't know. It's so like on on one hand, it's just like let it let let things be and let's deal with it. And on the other hand, it's like we're so close. Like I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that should come out. A lot of things that are being hidden. Oh, it's that's a, that's a that's a tough question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, shoot, I don't know. <laughs> well. Before we wrap this up, I want everybody to know one more time that you did not participate. Is that correct? That's correct. And you were there as a vendor. I was there as a vendor and to support our president. Okay, Alex, I thank you for coming on. Thank you, sir, Jeremy. All right, this has been an episode of Cummings' is Culture. And always remember, everybody, it's not controversial. It's just culture. Hey, everybody, I want to thank you for listening today. And I just want to leave everybody with something that the views and the opinions expressed on this podcast, not necessarily the views and the opinions of Jeremy Cummings or Cummings is culture. This interview was to give a platform to someone who feels like they are being deplatformed. And that's what good journalism is, is getting both sides of the story. So that's what Cummings' culture always intends to do, and that's what we will always do. For those of you that listen live, for those of you that are listening now, I truly thank you. And to steal a quote from the late, great Paul Harvey, tune in tomorrow to get the rest of the story.